Welcome to the Pop In, an adjacent podcast of Flop Stars, which is back for season six, where we run through all the big pop moments of the last seven days and wrap them up into one tasty little morsel. My name is Nick Kelly. With me, as always, is Sam Murphy, the creator of Flop Stars. Hi, Sam. The creator. Yeah, I call you the creator. You were the one with the idea and the sort of intention to to do it i was originally just along for the ride it's become more of an equilibrium now but let's be wow, real i like that it's a good reminder that you can go at any minute <laughs> it's forever expendable forever replaceable i'm as, excited to as be a back most people. as a creator for the second week um <laughs> many said we couldn't do two in a row but here we are i may be on magnetic island looking out at the various fish and screaming birds but we are here to make an episode you're going to see jesse Ware later on so we have to do this quickly which is kind of the, the whole a good vibe reason the to in. do it quickly i think absolutely uh we'll talk about the brand new kim petras song that's just been announced with a massive name on the production new music from charlie puth sean mendez tate mcrae and ed sheeran along with sierra and paramore gets a run very shortly but first flop stars julio died <laughs> <laughs> Such sadness in the world this week with the death of Coolio. So much I mean, sadness. Where were you? Where were you when you found out the news? I think I was sitting on my phone talking to you, actually. I think you broke the news to me. Oh my God. I broke the news to you. Yeah. We were talking about silly little TikToks that we're going to do from the show. Yeah. And I let you, I let you know of the passing of, of the juggernaut himself. Oh, well, that's. I'm not going to lie. Sad. I don't come across coolio often week to week <laughs> see as as a broadcaster for the network behind r&b fridays um i have personally been uh, very attached to coolio's music on a weekly basis often twice weekly yeah. um as they run through the hits gangs i mean gangster's paradise i didn't i did not realize how many weeks that spent at number one it's something like 15 16 it had an astonishing run and not just in the states like in australia as well it was an absolutely mega hit and i just i, I think i was diving in a little bit deeper into you know just how good he was and just the creativity around the songs and like um, see you when you get there sampling Pachelbel's Canon, like the, the, the traditional 1700s orchestral song. Just some genius work going on there. So respect on what his name. see you when you get here? I've never heard of any of it's, these songs. It goes, I'll see you when you get there. <laughs> Shoddy when you get there. <laughs> Look, the you can I do I your morning more- elsewhere, I think, because this is... <laughs> I'm not relating. <laughs> now, other people died this week as well. Yes. Which I've come up with quite the list. <laughs> yeah. L- Loretta Lynn died. Loretta Lynn, singer. a country legend. 90 years old. She released her last album last year, actually. Which is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Anyone over 80 who's still bringing out new music is, is definitely... Is, is highly impressive. Because I, I have no plans. It's to very work. impressive. That's why we're so impressed with um, Sam Smith. Yeah. New song. <laughs> so evil. And Sarah Jessica Parker's stepdad died too. He died as well. When I read the run sheet and saw that you'd simply written, what's been happening this week? Coolio dead. I thought we could make this a death rap. Yeah. Flop stars. <laughs> There's more stuff that's I been mean- happening this week though. Speaking of Sam Smith, 
The song is still the number one most streamed song globally on Spotify. Number three in the Hot 100 in the US, which I think is Kim Petras's first top 10. I mean, I can't even imagine she's gotten close to the top 10 before. Um, so that's very impressive, I think. I want to redact and, and sort of alter some comments I made last week where I said it's not... Uh, it, I think the words were It's not setting the world on fire for me This song As a song yeah. I retract that now 3.30am the other day I'm driving down the freeway To catch a flight to, I, I decided I would just turn it up Very very loudly Yeah It absolutely goes It does It's a bonkers song It's really strange Very strange And I'm I'm really happy to see how it's doing You touched on it really nicely last week That there isn't a song like this on the radio There isn't a song like this in the charts This is a very unique sounding song and feeling song and I think it represents so much for the LGBTQ community and yeah kudos to both of them for doing something daring I I found out as well that Sam wrote this in Jamaica inspired by the Harry Styles Jamaica trip Sam chuffed off there and they they made this and so so it's it's got that kind of flair that happens when you take yourself out of your your natural environment your comfortable environment and try a different place yeah It, it brings out the freakiness in you and I think they've done an amazing job at that. But yeah, it's. do we reckon it can do Billboard Hot 100 number one? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how much momentum it can keep up. Yeah. But over a week at, at number one on the streaming charts suggests that it does have some longevity in it. So yep. if radio starts catching up, um, the music video is out now too. So maybe it does have a number one. Yeah. Can you... That's wild to me. Like to think that only ever have one... US number one in too good, too good with goodbyes. Too good at goodbyes. Zero number one hits. Zero. Zero. Stay with me was number two back in 2014. Dancing with a stranger number seven. Too good at goodbyes number four. Uh, Lay me down number eight. Latch with disclosure number seven, but never number one. Wow. Have yourself a merry little Christmas number ninety. Think as well, like I I listened to their chat with Zane Lowe last week, and they just seem they were talking about how they they want to enter their joyous era and they're ready to celebrate yeah. life, and you know they're sick of being sort of pigeonholed as this sad sack of a of a performer. You know, there's so much more to the human condition than that. Yeah. Um, I love so that. you know celebrating the weirdness and the and the was freakiness. their talk of an album? Can't remember. It was three twenty a.m. Just prior to me playing the song at 3.30 a.m. I, di- I didn't, I don't recall talk of an album, but I believe there was more music made in Jamaica than just this. So I reckon we're heading towards an album. Right. Rude Boy era. <laughs> yes. Anne-Marie era. <laughs> it's the Anne-Marie era. Bring it. <laughs> um, the other thing quickly is that the Grammy eligibility period is over. So if your album is not out... Um, you will not be nominated this year. Okay, thank you for letting me know before I upload everything to Gyra Stream and get it up. <laughs> we were talking last week, I mean, this is going to be a mega month for pop albums, so who just missed the cut for this year and is going to, you know, have do the daring tilt of releasing something 12 months before the eligibility for the 2024 Grammys closes? Well, Taylor is the big one. Yeah. Um, but there's some talk that Red, Taylor's version, may be be up for like nominations which is crazy to me yeah so so because it's a new recording 
and new masters, yeah. they're you eligible. You can resubmit it. Wow. Because I guess technically you can win... Like, there has been a winner before, Herbie Hancock, who won with a covers record, one album of the year. Right, okay. So I suppose it fits into that kind of thing. But to me, what I was thinking today is I don't think it's a good move for her to submit it at all. No. Because it's going to overshadow the Midnight's rollout. And... I I also just think that, like, it's never going to win over Beyonce, Adele. This is a really, really strong year. Like, really strong. So yep. why do it? Like, just leave it out. Leave it for next year. We know Taylor is smart enough to make that decision. Yep. And that she probably has she considered does love all of those Grammy, parameters. Though. She's a magpie for a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny objects. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Be very interesting. We'll see. Yeah, but it's a big year. I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's a good to reflect on it. I was reflecting on the albums today, and just thinking how great of a year yeah. it has been. The albums in particular. Any early prediction for album of the year? Any anything you're willing to hedge your bets on right now? I would just be gobsmacked if Beyonce doesn't get it. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. They have so much that they owe her in terms of writing their wrongs to not take yep. this very obvious easy opportunity to do it on a record that's so critically praised and has done very well commercially too would be wild I think. yep and continuing to do well commercially as well i mean i, th- I think i think virgo's groove is going to have an absolutely massive moment in the sun at some stage yeah. very soon oh there's so I mean- many of that album <coughs> ready to pop whenever I'm just thinking, can you imagine if Adele got this again? She'd be like, I'm again. not going up. I'm not getting out of the seat. I'm Beyonce not going up. Renaissance was the album of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. She's got to go and do it again. The and way it makes me feel. The way it makes no. my queer uncle feel. <laughs> Flop stars. Time to run through the biggest song releases of the week and the return of goddamn Paramore. In astounding form. I mean, I was lukewarm on this song the first time I heard it. I thought that the verses were too similar to Hayley Williams' solo work. And I just thought with this whole pop-punk revival that's going on that they would just go balls to the wall on this and give us, like, something really heavy like like now off their self-titled record or anything like that. But... Having sat with it for a few days, I think that this is a bit of a masterstroke from them. It's genius. The chorus is just so perfect for the time we're in right now. And I've watched the videos of them playing it live and it really goes off. I think it's the perfect bridge between the poppier stuff on After Laughter and the heaviest stuff from earlier in their career. So I'm a 100% a bop now. I think it's a great return. They very easily could have come back and done a pop-punk moment and they could have met that moment that the Tate McRae's of the world are bringing through and the Rodrigo's and every yeah. second TikTok girl is is doing. Um, what's that one? 10 Things I Hate About You. Leah Kate. Leah you know, Kate. She, Gail. Yeah, they, Gail, your auntie's Gail. best friend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think it would have been so simplistic for them to come back and do that and, and they would have dominated it and it would have been a great song because it's them. But to go the other direction 
and yeah. to kind of pull it, pull it back a little bit. I think that's where the masterstroke starts and it ends with, you know, a line that is just so sing-alongable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's an absolute bop from me on Paramore. Music's always better with Hayley Williams hovering around. It and- really is. How good is she at writing and singing? Yeah. Doing her job, basically. <laughs> Someone else who is also very good at writing and singing is Sierra. Back with new music with Summer Walker, Better Things. For me, obsessed with this. I think it's so warm and welcoming and fun and joyous. And, you know, there's that incredible girl power of having her and summer on the same track and you know she was talking the other day about wanting to you know really create a safe space for for women coming up in the in the pop and and r&b ranks at the moment because you know she's had to go through a lot to get to this point you know yeah getting out of a really difficult record deal you know taking control of everything again managing herself for a while and now making really strong considered plays back into music partnering with the right label that feels right for her on the right terms on her terms you know putting her putting her all into these entrepreneurial projects and i think this song represents a lot of where she's at you know 20 25 years into into her career so it's an absolute bop from me before you give your thoughts in pop sam cam's new music friday which you can see on tiktok and instagram this was referred to as a mid-tier song of the week and I stand by it. Really? And I said, I'm a huge Ciara fan. Yeah. Huge. Like, I have I have always loved all her records. Been there since the beginning. I'm still there now. Endlessly impressed with her. This just doesn't give me... It's not slippery enough to be, like, the mid-tempo jam it is. And it's not energetic enough to be something more. So, it's just a little bit middling for me. And this is an issue I have with Summer Walker's music in general is that it doesn't give me enough punch, but that's probably a personal taste thing more than anything. Yeah, more than a quality thing. So let's see if it if it does anything for me. But I love I love her. I'm just yeah, this one just not lighting me on fire, you know. What you're talking about with it with it being like in between sort of slow jam and, you know, fast paced territory. She very easily could have halved that beat. It very easily could be could fit into slow jam yeah, territory. Absolutely. Moving on. Moving on. Big album release this week. Nymph from Shy Girl is here. Shy Girl, um, someone that you brought to the podcast, I think, last season to the pop in. And yeah. I at that point had not really heard of Shy Girl. And now yeah. it just feels like everyone's heard of Shy Girl. And I just, I think this album is so spectacular and so fascinating and it's camp without being too OTT and it's like, it's so subtle, it's subtle brilliance. And I think Schlut is absolutely an example of that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. For me, that album's unlocked something extra like you know there's those records like pop 2 emotion carly ray jepson that you just feel like open a new dimension to pop that you hadn't really sat in yet or considered and like i feel like this does that it really bridges the kind of melody and the mainstream nature of chromatica and that what blood blood pop and burns did on that record with the kind of stuff that ag cook sophie um, Sega Bodega have been kind of working on. So 
I'm I'm like sure. It's just it's such <laughs> such a great song, like Blood Pop on the production on this one, and really stepping into Shy Girl's world rather than the other way around. She's like really, really intriguing, I think. You're right. They had to step into her world because she's carving out something so goddamn unique. And we can talk until the cows come home about the the references that we can hear in this and the sort of, you know, where we can position it in terms of stuff that's already out. But also, you put something like Nike on. I haven't heard a record like Nike in my life. That's like, it's just in its own space. And she's absolutely carved that out on the record. And I think... Yeah, I was I was very interested to see whether the album would actually sort of unlock more of yeah. my my understanding and love of Shy Girl, but um and it it well and truly has. It absolutely yeah. has. It's okay, it's good. an awesome record. Yeah, what? we can agree on Bop on that. Now, Ed Sheeran is back with new music to celebrate the release of some new Pokémon. Why does this keep happening? Because Katie did it, remember? Why are artists releasing music for Pokemon all of a sudden? I know she did it. I think Rita Ora did it as well. Rita Ora was in Detective Pikachu, the movie. Yeah, but I didn't she it. do, like, Follow Me or something for it? Carry on. Oh, yeah, no, she, yeah, her and Kygo did a song. Yeah. Carry on for Detective Thank Pikachu. You. Anyway, it's not about Rita Ora. How do we even get to Rita Ora? Because we do, because it's flop stars. We always yeah. managed to... There's always yeah, there's always reason. Um, Ed, 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 Ed. He even got a Squirtle tattoo to celebrate Ed. this. Did he release? Yes, it was a whole thing on Instagram. You know, I think Ed's an exceptionally <laughs> talented, you know, songwriter. The records don't yeah. lie. The stats don't lie. The unbelievable stadium tours don't lie. The stadium tour that I recently attended, and he was standing on a spinning record at all times. Um, a spinning alas, record. Yeah, so the the stage was a was a vinyl, and he and his um his various oh, no. collaborators no, who jumped enough. up went around. Yeah, it was a spinning vinyl record at all times, so he could hop on and Been off. Been done. It, he said. Danny Minogue's already done that. Exactly, and that's he was actually credited um in an interview um with the Sydney Morning Herald saying that he saw Danny Minogue in the late nineties. <laughs> he did not, did he? Yeah. Direct quote. He was talking about, he was talking about Celestial and then they were like, what about the vinyl record thing you've got going during the shows? Cause you know, it's coming to Australia early next year. And he he said, is yeah, quite like, creepily was- obsessed with Australian culture. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's a bit creepy, isn't it? He's always but, friends. Um, someone, and every time an Australian dies, Ed Sheeran's their best friend. Literally. Um, it, it's an absolute no from me on this song. It's just doing nothing. It's so mi- it, middling is the absolute word with it. It just doesn't feel necessary, but good on him for getting the cash grab of the Pokemon collaboration, I suppose. Yeah. Flop. I don't want to say anything more about it. <laughs> Move on to something excellent then. Uh, we've got the debut EP from Australian artist Forrest Claudette. If you have not listened to this guy yet, you absolutely should put your ears on. And have a good dive in because he's something something else. Tell me what you know about him because I don't know anything. But Gone Without a Trace has floored me. Absolutely astonishing stuff. Um, He is just a kid from Australia 
that makes really good R&B tunes with a pop lean to him. And he's got one of the great falsettos. I saw him play at Big Sound, um, which is Australia's big music conference, kind of like our South by Southwest, even though we're getting a South by Southwest next year, um, about a month ago. And just flawed, flawed is the word. Just absolutely tore the place down. And these are some of his earliest shows as well. These are some of his debut shows. And these are in front of crowds that aren't necessarily crowds that he's going to go on to collect. And the songwriting is amazing. You know, it it, it leans between that neo-soul thing. It's got excellent pop sensibility. It's got classic R&B. There's rap in there as well. It's just the perfect package of storytelling. And it's stuff yeah. for the... For for unsettled minds, and I think he he just I put this on just in this room I'm in the other day. That's quite poetic. I actually. try sometimes. Just beautiful. I mean, just beautiful, almost classic R and B, but it's got a really new feel to it as well. And I suppose as you for you as someone who's like you know not hearing him on the radio, not that he's getting massive radio hits at the moment in Australia yet because he's very very new. Um, this is his first EP. He's signed to Sony and uh, a thing called Seven Seven Records, which is um, run by. Zach from Northeast Party House, um, which is another Australian band that, you know, have, have had relative success over here. They've got a JV with Sony. And they've got, like, um, Aisha Madden, who plays the lead in Heartbreak High, is also an artist, and she's signed to that record label. So they're signing some really interesting acts over to it. Just acts who just get music intrinsically. Um, but, yeah, I suppose for you, for you, can you talk to me about, you know, from a musical standpoint, just, just the songs themselves without being knowing too much of the backstory? how you feel yeah oh, i'm just i'm just loving every single one that he's released now he feels like so established as an artist and so confident and comfortable in the sound that he's offering and i'm hearing like um frank ocean omar apollo yeah that kind of dominic fike that kind of vibe is where i think he's going but i don't know he may even have more mainstream pop sensibilities than they do yeah, oh, I've just got a little bit of a vibe that this, and he's a he's a charmer in every sense of the word as well. He's just a Ooh. lovely dude. I reckon he might have something a little bit extra, and I I really think this might be one of our better our better finds of yeah in in Australian music in the, in the last agree. little while. Um, sky's the absolute limit and like he's got this beautiful playlist called songs I really love and all those artists that you just mentioned along along with Leon Bridges and D'Angelo um, you know there's a fair bit of Tyler on there you can see the influences but they all feel so authentic yeah that's definitely the line yeah but they feel authentically absorbed by him yeah, in, and, and you know they feel influential not you know not overtaking of his personality yeah. it's certainly unique go Forrest Claudette get it um, Tate McRae has new music called Uh Oh. I'm surprised that a single's come so soon after the album, but when I heard her tease this clip on TikTok, yeah. I was like, I don't know whether they had this before the album and they wanted to build up the momentum and then like capitalize on it with the cherry on top, but like this yeah. is hit times a thousand. I will eat. I don't know, something. If this no, doesn't make go a big. commitment. What are we? Eating? I will eat the sock that I'm wearing, the particular okay. sock I'm wearing, because I'm not okay. that attached to it. It seems clean. <laughs> go with that. It's <laughs> a lot of parameters around this sock. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like she, she is just an out and out smash hit maker now. It was yeah, she is, but she's still not like 
there's still a wall she needs to break through, you know? That yeah. she's doing everything right. It's just like there's a there's a next level she has to reach in terms of the success she's getting. You're so right. And this is the absolute cusp of where it needs to happen and where she's got the chance to make it happen. And sometimes for artists, they get to this point and then they fall. I've got a feeling with Tate she's not going to, though. I've got just a good inkling that she's got she's got her head screwed on right, first of all. Yep. I think she gets it. I think she gets the game that she's in. Um, she's exceptionally talented in so many different disciplines. I mean, she's a, she's a, and I think what's interesting is before she was a pop star, she was a very successful dancer. And so she has, she has felt sort of, you know, she's been at the heights before. And I reckon there's some intrinsic learnings you get from being at the heights of one discipline that you can take to, you know, what is essentially a second shot with a, with a different discipline. So I'm I'm psyched for where Tate's heading. And yeah, this song's just an out-and-out smasher. It's an absolute bop. We've got the Billies and the Olivias of the world coming through, but we don't have that one that's like really young, can dance, can sing. You can imagine them like hopping on a, a Calvin Harris or a David Guetta song or whatever and like yep. having a smasher there, but also releasing a great album of their own like a Rihanna Gaga, you know, the full package kind of thing. And I just think Tate's got it and I'm just waiting for it to happen. Yep. She's get she's almost there. And she's I think it, it, it's, it's imminent. It's absolutely imminent. I mean, it's almost like what Kim Petras is kind of finding at the moment. You know, yeah. I, I think Kim's about to really, and we'll talk about this in just a second with new music, but maybe, you know, the multiple records of incredible pop songs that, you know, if you know, you know, and I think that's yeah. the thing with Tate as well. If you know, you know. I think it's about to go from that to household name. And it's it's imminent. And what was really telling was the Australian shows that she did earlier on this year were packed to the brim. And these kids love her. They that's are obsessive great. fans. So she's got a real rabid fan base. It, it's only so long until it seeps into the mainstream zeitgeist. And yep, bring it Tate McRae. Someone who's already there but releasing music to differing degrees of success. And of course, um, you know, we, we need to be kind around Sean. In his flop era, I would say. I reckon we might be entering that, yeah. And, and look, I, I feel for Sean, you know, Sean was one of, the, one of the first of these major, you know, stadium and arena tours to just say, I can't do it at the moment and just pull the pin for a bit, um, which, you know, we've now seen just a swathe of artists being honest about the realities of, of touring and open that conversation about what we need to do to make it more sustainable. But, but, but beside that, Sean is also voicing a crocodile in Lyle, Lyle Crocodile and has released a song from the soundtrack called Heartbeat. So there's that. Just beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the trailer for Lyle, Lyle Crocodile? Crocodile. No, I didn't it's, even know what Lyle Lyle the Crocodile was. It absolutely... Nathan, who I used to do a podcast with, like, this is just the most up-his-alley bullshit of all time. And the moment that Lyle Lyle Crocodile trailer came out, I sent it to him, and I reckon I watched it 150 times. He's a crocodile living in the Big Apple, and he starts yeah. living with a family. <laughs> and he's an animated crocodile. It's CGI. Wait, like a he's a Stuart Little kind of vibe. But I it's guess like Stuart Little, but crocodile, not mouse. Ma- well, I guess you can domesticate mouses, so that's not as weird as a crocodile. The plural for mouse is mice, not mouses. 
My mind's already being boggled by the concept of living with a crocodile. I think we can let the grammar lesson go. <laughs> anyway, thoughts on the song? Let's move on because Charlie has some advice for himself that I you haven't told you him. Soon. You haven't told me whether you think the La La Crocodile song's good. I flop. It flop. I said he was in his flop here. I thought that was enough for you. I thought being such a so intelligent, you would have picked up on that earlier. <laughs> okay, moving on. Charlie Puth. Be quiet. That's it. That's the statement. <laughs> That's it. Charlie, be quiet. Don't make a sound. You got to lower the noise a little bit now. Don't release a song with a title like that unless you're 100% confident it can't come back at you. This is the funny thing because he's also having a... Uh, he's just releasing so rapidly at the moment because he's also got a bit of a hit on his hands with BTS and Benny Blanco. Yeah. Yeah, he has that... Um, I can feel you over here. I can feel you over there. Bad decisions. That one. <laughs> Interpretation. But the yeah. album is apparently so short. There's only like nine minutes left of it to hear. Because he's fucking... Re- exactly. He's fucking released all of it. That's half the problem. So bizarre. So Come bizarre. Stars. We alluded to this very uh, earlier in the show, but we're going to have brand new Kim Petras music. I think just announced this morning with some of the great cover art. I mean, it's going full pop star. It's Full pop star again, and it there is was full there, pop star. there was. Did, did I say it was Kim Petras? By the way, I can't remember whether I actually said the artist. I can't name. remember that I'm either. Just... I'm just reading it on the sheet. <laughs> if Jesus was a rock star, and who's who's the producer on this? You ask, Maxwell Martin. Unbelievable scenes. Is his name really Maxwell? Crazy. I don't know. Not sure. So the great thing about this is we are going. To have two Kim Petra singles in a row that don't have any Doctor Redacted credits. And they're both hits. And they're both hits. They're both out now smash hit records. What does yeah. it tell you? Freedom. Exactly. Freedom is Freedom is nigh. I can't get over this cover art. That might be the hottest cover art I've seen all year. It's just it's giving it's giving Barbie. It's giving Charlie Break the Rules. Yeah, it it's is. It's got it all. It is. It's good. And what I love is that she's not waiting for Unholy to have its moment. She's like, that's Sam's moment. I've helped them have it. Now I'm going to come collect mine. You know? Absolutely. Love it. Love it. And it Deserves sounds like the hell out of the it. The clip sounds bloody good. Oh, I haven't heard the... No, I haven't heard the clip. Oh, you've got to go I only saw TikTok. the cover art. It's the sound on. is on TikTok. We've got acoustic guitars. I mean, we already know it's going to be big. Answer to the question from a moment ago, Max's real last name is Sandberg. His real name is Carl Martin Sandberg. Okay. Take that to your trivia nights. (laughs) We can't go to our local trivia night because my... Re- my roommate had a fight with the bartender. Oh no! Within ten minutes of our first time there. So oh no! No more trivia nights. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Finally, Taylor Swift's Midnight. When do we get this album? We're getting it um like the twenty first of October, I think. But she's rolling it out at the rate of bloody a snail. We still don't have a single. <laughs> She's sitting How in do this we not have a dull set, twirling this ball thing and releasing track names and occasionally holding a phone upside down, which is apparently meant to be some sign for something. I'm not here for it. I, I just... The Taylor Swift fucking Easter egg obsession 
of like hiding little cryptic it's, clues. It's exhausting, and I know the fans love much. it, but it's and just there's exhausting. so much to it. And the reason I like pop music is because I'm not that clever, so it doesn't take a lot to get my head around it. <laughs> But you need a bloody degree to get through this shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Didn't some university in the States somewhere launch a Taylor Swift degree like a few months ago? Yeah, I ago? think there is one. And Alana Del Rey one. <laughs> Not fucking surprised. It's very needed. Can you imagine? It's for seven years and you need to do a law degree to get into it in the first place. <laughs> it's to unlock the code. Oh, dear. Maybe her whole plan is to build this cult... Because you know how she's really good at commercialising her music. I mean, it's not, not a, you know, it's an obvious thing. But you know how she does. Yeah, probably do... the biggest pop star of our generation. Yeah, yes, I know, know that. good commercialising no. her music. You know what I mean. She'll do like 18, 18 like um, packages and bundles and shit. Oh, and, yeah. And the yeah. fans will buy everything. Maybe the whole plan is to like have so many Easter eggs that your brain gets overtaken. Like your brain just has no room for anything else. And you end up being a part of a cult and you have to pay heaps of money for the cult. And <laughs> maybe that's been her career tra- trajectory the whole time. I mean, just- the amount of Taylor Swift that's on my TikTok for you page at the moment, I'm not far from joining the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a very lengthy video on what it means when she grabs her fingers and how many she grabs the other day. Oh, there didn't seem to be any real conclusion to that. <laughs> Stop but- making these videos, people. On that note, thanks for checking out the pop-in. We'll be back next week. Head over now to episode two of season six of Flop Stars, where we are unpacking the seminal classic that is David Guetta's Nothing But The Beat. It had so many smash hit singles on it, but does it stack up as an album when we look back on it 11 years on? Find out in season six, episode two of Flop Stars right now. Flop Stars. Flop Stars.